0: Okay, um, I, I can't believe we have to talk about this. Well, I do. I guess I do believe that we have to talk about it. Anyway, I have a couple of points I want to make stemming from a discussion that began on my Facebook a couple of days ago, prompted by these um, I Am Muslim too" rallies that were taking place across America this past weekend. And um, you, had, you had a bunch of people who, uh, many of them not Muslim, most of them not Muslim probably, marching with signs saying I am Muslim in protests of Trump's immigration travel restrictions that he tried to enact and aren't aren't even right now actually enacted. Now, I want to uh, reiterate, first of all, and expand upon my points, which will lead me to another point. But, and the first thing is this. Uh, look, I'll be the first to say that Christians can have varying views on issues like immigration. There isn't one single position that we're obligated morally as Christians to believe when it comes to something like immigration. Um because it's a it's an issue that's complex enough and there are enough that there are enough kind of subjective elements to it that morally speaking you could come down on either side of it within reason. And it's not like say, you know, an issue like abortion where we are obligated as, or gay marriage, where we are obligated as Christians to be absolutely against it because it is an absolute evil. Immigration restriction, immigration, illegal immigration, you know, that kind of thing. Well, illegal immigration is a crime, so you could argue there that Christians are obligated to be opposed to it. But as far as what kind of laws should we have, how much restricting should we do, that kind of thing, um... You know, that's a different situation. Uh, it's kind of like tax policy. And you you might have very strong views about whether there should be a flat tax or not. And you might be right that there should be a flat tax, but you, you could never argue that Christians have to believe that. Um, so when it comes to immigration laws, there are Christians who are in favor of a more relaxed immigration plan. I'm not in favor of that. I am... Uh, uh, passionately opposed to it and I've said it many times and I'll say it many more times but I won't claim on this issue that those who hold the opposite view from me are guilty of some great evil yet when it comes to this issue and this kind of demonstration specifically the I am Muslim demonstrations and so on there are a few points that we have to keep in mind Uh, the first is is this and I don't know how to tell you this, but you aren't Muslim. Unless you are Muslim, in which case, okay. But there are a fair number of Christians going around saying, I am Muslim too, in solidarity with Muslims. But you're not Muslim. And you shouldn't say that you are. This is not a matter of mere semantics. You are renouncing your faith when you claim another even if just symbolically in solidarity doesn't matter. Did you know that? If you go around saying, I am Muslim too, you're renouncing your faith. It doesn't matter if you, how you meant it. You're claiming a faith other than your own. Let me put it this way. Would you bow before a pagan idol in solidarity symbolically with pagans? Would you pray to uh, Vishnu? You know, would you kneel and pray before Vishnu in solidarity with Hindus, even if just symbolically? Uh, you may, as a Christian, say, go to a synagogue for a bar mitzvah or something. Um, I've done that plenty of times. But would you declare yourself to be Jewish in the process? And even with Judaism, at least with that, there's we have a shared uh, heritage as Christians which is which is separate and apart from something like Islam, which is a Christian heresy. So, but it, it doesn't matter either way. You, you can't say I am Jewish, I am Muslim, I am whatever, as a Christian because you're a Christian. So it's a serious sin to say that you're something other than Christian when you are a Christian. To attest a religion other than your own, even symbolically, uh, especially symbolically, is a grave, grave mistake. Now, I want you to, um, sorry, I'm recording this at night, so I'm having a little bit of bourbon as well. That's the advantage to doing the podcast at night. So kind of slumming it a little bit right now with, the, uh, with some bullet bourbon. You know, Usually I'll go with Four Roses. Uh, of course, I like Woodford, Knob Creek, so on. But I'll go with a bullet bourbon. So It's, much, it's significantly cheaper. And um, still, it's got a little bit of a spice to it, and, and I like that. Anyway, um, I, I want you to imagine something, getting back to the subject at hand. Think about something, and this dovetails nicely into my next point. There are Christians throughout history in the world, even today, who uh, even symbolically will not claim a faith other than their own, up to death, at at the risk of death, at the at penalty of death, they will not claim a religion other than their own. If you saw the movie or read the book *Silence*, which uh, I don't recommend actually, because it falls into heresy at the end. But um, probably before that as well. But anyway, it's a powerful story, even despite that. And it's based on, you know, it's based on true historical realities. You have these Portuguese priests who go to Japan where persecutions are happening, as they did at that time. And uh, Christians are, 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 what's happening is that you have, Japanese authorities showing up and you have these underground Christian communities and they get kind of sniffed out by the Japanese authorities. Japanese authorities show up and they get all the Christians together and they command the Christians to, um, to apostatize by stepping on something that they call the Fumi or Fumi. And it's an image uh, of, uh, it's kind of a wooden engraved image of Christ. And they're commanded to step on it as a symbolic renunciation of their faith in solidarity with the Japanese. In fact, that rationale that, you know, this is kind of what you have to do to be part of the community is essentially provided to them by the Japanese authorities. And the Japanese authorities tell them, look, um, do this. You don't have to believe it in your heart. Okay, it doesn't, it doesn't have to mean anything. Like you, you're stepping on the image as an act of ren- renouncing your faith. But in your heart, you can retain your faith. So we're not telling you, you know, we can't change what happens in your heart. All we're looking for is an outward expression of uh, disloyalty to your faith. And a great many Christians refused and they chose to die. They chose to die instead of even symbolically identifying with something other than their actual faith, the true faith. Yet here in this country, we call ourselves Muslim, just because it's trendy. And this brings us to point two. We do that even though as these people stand in solidarity with Muslims, Christians are being persecuted the world over by Muslims. So why not in a "I am Christian to" rally, to raise awareness of the Islamic persecution of Christians overseas? Why not rally to the defense of Christianity? Have you ever done that? Ever in your entire life? Have you uttered one single word of condemnation at the genocide of Christians? Which is to say nothing of the less physical, nonviolent, but still devastating attacks on Christianity in this country. The way that Christianity is attacked culturally in this country and has been attacked uh, by you know, the government, the Supreme Court. Have you said anything about that? Have you marched against that or have you actually marched in favor of it? Is Islam the only faith you've ever publicly proclaimed? That's what, and look, I don't know. Okay, I I can't look into a crystal ball, but when I saw some of these Christians marching, I am Muslim too, holding the uh, banners, I thought, I, I couldn't help but think to myself, for some of these people, I bet you it's the first time they have ever publicly represented a religion, that they've ever publicly said and proclaimed, I am, and then a religion and it was Islam that they chose, not their own faith. This is happening while Christians are being wiped off the planet across large swaths of the globe, but Christians in this country don't notice because they're too busy chanting, I am Muslim. It's truly disgraceful. I'm not saying that we can't stand up for Muslims, although uh, I don't think this is an occasion for it, but even if there were an actual occasion for it, then fine. But it just strikes me that some Christians, many perhaps, are more inclined to rally for Muslims than their own brothers and sisters in Christ. Just think about this. Think about it, okay? I'm, I just just put the picture in your mind, okay? Split screen, one side, Christians being frog-marched into the desert by Islamic militants and beheaded, chopped to pieces, burned, blown up, drowned, etc. cetera. And on the other side, other side of the screen, Christians in America marching through the streets holding, I am Muslim two signs. Just think about that. A thousand years ago, Christians uh, heard about this kind of thing, persecution of their brothers and sisters in faith. And they marched, but they marched with swords into the Holy Land to drive out the Muslim invaders. That's what they did. And yeah, through the course of the Crusades, which uh, lasted hundreds of years, atrocities were committed by both sides, as always happens in war. But the objective originally, what spurred them to war, was just, it was right, to defend the faith, to prevent the faith from being wiped out in a region of the world. Because the thing about that, it's not just, oh, you know, Christians are being killed. That's a horrible thing, a horrible injustice. But we also know that if someone is, you know, a Christian is martyred, they're being sent to heaven as well. So, ultimately, you know, when all is said and done, those martyrs will not look at their martyrdom as a as a great uh, tragedy. They'll, they'll 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 take they'll see it as a glorious event, really. Uh, which doesn't mean that that we should see it now as oh well, it's great. You know, they're being sent to heaven, so we should ignore it. That's my point. It's still suffering that we should speak out against. And on top of that, the the other problem here, aside from the personal human suffering, which is bad enough. But on top of that, the religion itself, Christianity, is being wiped out. Which means that there are large areas of the globe where billions of people reside and they are not getting the gospel because the gospel is being stifled violently. And so how many souls are going to be condemned, are going to be lost because they never were told the gospel, so that's why that's why the, the crusade was originally launched. They said we cannot allow this to happen. We can't allow the faith to just be taken away. We have to defend it. And I'm not saying that we ought to have another crusade. Although I wouldn't necessarily oppose it. But uh, yeah, I just I don't know who would launch it at this point. I mean, we know Pope Francis isn't. Pope Urban II was the guy that uh, launched the first one in 10 1090, I think. Um, Pope Francis is not going to launch a crusade, okay? Pope Benedict m- may have, but uh, not Pope Francis. So I don't know who would launch it, and uh, it there's probably a lot of logistical concerns that make it s- somewhat infeasible. But uh, I just bring this up by means of contrast. Now, and here's the other, uh, the other larger point I wanted to make. As I was discussing this, I said something that you'd... Um, you'd think if you hadn't been paying attention over the past century or so in this country, you'd think that every Christian would agree with by nature of the fact that they are Christian. I said that Christianity is the true religion and Islam is a false religion. Thus, uh, we should not identify with it because it's a false religion. And that point, the one about Christianity being the true religion and Islam being a false religion, that point that I made was disputed. Not by Muslims, Though, of course, they do dispute it, but by Christians. Several Christians responded to me or sent emails saying that, you know, we cannot claim that ours is the true religion. No religion is the true religion. All religions are equally valid. And, of course, this is not the first time that I've encountered such an idea, but it's no less astounding if for no other reason than it shows how so many people can hold two different beliefs that are so obviously in contradiction in their head at the same time, yet they have not applied even a moment's thought to either one, which of course means that they don't really hold the beliefs at all in any meaningful way if they haven't actually thought about them. If you haven't even thought about Christianity enough to connect the dots that say that, okay, well, I am the way, the truth, and the life, means that Christianity is the exclusively true. I am the way, the truth, and the life which means that Christianity is exclusively, only, completely, totally true. And if you have not thought even that far into it, then in what possible way are you even remotely a member of the faith? It may be true that many religions have elements of truth. Um, Most religions advocate for things like kindness and generosity and so on. Most religions feature some kind of God, um, although not the uh, atheist, uh, secular atheist left-wing religion doesn't, but their God is an absence of God. Their God is the self. But most religions feature some kind of God, some kind of deity, some notion of an an eternal realm, uh, a spiritual realm. And so those are true elements, important true elements. Um, elements that, by the way, uh, uh, prove that there is something there, you know, prove that there is a spiritual realm, that there is a God, that there is this kind of natural law, this natural intuition that all people have. Yet, without, without revelation, they haven't been able to put it all together, which is why we, as ones who have had the, tr- the truth revealed to us, have to go and tell them. But the fact that all peoples throughout the world, throughout history, have come to the conclusion, independent of each other, that there is some kind of spirit realm, there is some sort of God, you know, that all have sensed this, that all have known that. And 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 you go back through history and you, and you find these civilizations that existed and never came in contact with one another. Um, and when they did come in contact, they clashed, yes, and they fought sometimes over whose religion is actually right. But the fact that they all had a religion, all of them, and that there were these similarities, I think, tells you something. But similarities aside, the religion itself is not true just because it has elements of truth. Just as if, you know, if I have a bowl of ice cream and you have a cookie, you wouldn't be able to claim that we both have the same food because they have a few of the same ingredients. A cookie is a cookie. The fact that my ice cream has elements of a cookie does not make it a cookie. Uh, and if you asked me, "Do you have a cookie in that bowl?" the only correct response is no. And if I said yes, and you looked in the bowl, you would say, "Well, that's a false cookie. It's not a true cookie. It's it's not a cookie at all. You know, it's it's false. You don't have." And it's no use in me saying, "Well, what do you mean? There's sugar in it, and you know, that, that, that that's not relevant. It's not the same thing. It's not the same composition. The ingredients have not been put together the same way." Either the claims of, uh, of our faith are correct or not, and if they're not, then we are members of a false religion, and if they are, then ours is the true religion to the exclusion of all others. But this is where relativism leads. It makes it so that you, you can't even believe the things you believe. Relativism you know, doesn't make all views right. It makes all views wrong because nobody can be right. You haven't, you know, by your magnanimous relativism, uh, you have not made Islam right. It can't be right because if it's right, then the rest are wrong. But you just said they're all right, so that means that none of them can be right. So Islam is just wrong in that case like it was before. All you've really done is de- delegitimized all the rest, including your own. But I guess that's sort of the point, isn't it? If everybody is wrong, if, if truth is unattainable or unknowable or non-existent then it relieves us of the duty to find it, defend it, live according to it. So this mentality is fueled by laziness, cowardice, immaturity, lack of conviction. A lack of conviction even of the relativistic conviction, if you can call it that, because if someone were truly to live as though nobody is right and nobody is wrong about anything, and there is no truth, um, well, I'm not sure what that would actually look like in practice, but it would certainly look like an eccentric, radical extreme lifestyle a lifestyle governed by the conviction that nothing at all is true and nothing can be known and no set of beliefs or ideas can be trusted and you you just live in total suspicion and uh and a total state of ignorance not knowing anything not trusting anything not being able to even take a, a you know a step outside your door because you can't even trust that the ground is actually solid because after all if the ground is solid then that's a truth is it not and there can't be any truth there's no objective truth so It would be really hard to live that way. And I think you would end up in a mental institution. But most people that have these relativistic slogans and sentiments bouncing around in their head, they don't live that way. They don't even try. They just pull out the slogans when it's convenient. So it's just cowardice, as I said. So yes, if you're Christian, then you believe that all other religions are false, obviously. And if you don't believe that, then don't call yourself a Christian. Maybe at least at the very least find a faith that's a little bit more pantheistic and vague, you know, try Buddhism or something. But religion, but Christianity is uh is is not the one that fits your description, I'm afraid to tell you. All right. That's it for me. I'll talk to you guys next time. Au cruce salus. Godspeed.